All right, welcome to the Fight for a Season podcast. Um, tonight, this is episode 11, and I'm here uh, with my brother Shane. And Shane, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, um, hello. Um, good to be on here. Thanks for uh, having me out. And uh, yeah, my name's uh, Shane Nordy, uh, coming out of Southern California, and uh, it's an honor to be here. Good to be here oh, on this good, podcast. Man. Good to see you. Yeah, you as well. Yeah, yeah. So I saw you, uh, met you in Oak Flat. But you've been around uh, Apache Stronghold for a while, so, um, and then I saw your video and in, in, in your uh, your religion or your church you were talking about, so just uh, how did that all start? I, mean, I like the video, how you started, how, how you first started off. Yeah, um, so how I got into it actually started with Oak Flat, because uh, like I said, um, you know, after graduating high school and uh, going to junior college and uh, so my main goal was to uh, play Division One football, because okay. um, our our tribe offers um, four wide scholarships to um, our tribal members. So at that point, I was um, going to junior college because uh, I had friends tell me uh, just to kind of fill it out instead of actually like jumping right into the D one like level of things. They were like yeah. saying, um, you know, JUCO level, there's still a big um, like level of um, athleticism and um, drive, you know, to actually get to a division one because they're talking about like you know a lot of people who are in d1 or who have made it big actually come out of juco or do uh, you know junior colleges so i basically just took that route as far as seeing the um you know how, how football worked and how um myself and how i adapted into the football life and um in the midst of that um that's when i got involved with um mushrooms i had a friend of mine who um i was playing football with and uh, he goes hey nordy he's like uh, have you ever tried mushrooms and uh I was like, no, man. I was like, I don't want to mm-hmm. lose my mind. I was like, I'm not really a big fan of that. And uh, he's like, uh, well, he's all, I'll tell you this. He's all, I'll give you some. And uh, he's all, well, uh, you ever pray or anything like that? And I was like, yeah, you know, I pray. And he's like, well, he's like, when you pray, he's like, I could just say that uh, it makes your prayers feel real. And so at that time, uh, I was very excited because um, prior before all that, um, I went to Catholic and Christian school. I went yeah. to a Catholic school with uh down where my uh, mom and stepdad lived, uh, with catechism, my Holy Communion, and all the other stuff that went along with that. And then um, after I got out of the Catholics, um, I ended up moving with my dad, and um, they enrolled me in a Christian school. So then mm-hmm. I ended up going into a, a private Christian school, and then from there um, I went through the whole um, aspect of their religion and, and what they were talking about with God and everything of that nature. And so when I was in Christian school, I had a very um, strong drive for God, but for myself— I wasn't able to um, articulate how they were talking about God through the Bible yeah. and through Jesus and everything of how they were um, indoctrinating everything around Jesus and the Bible and um, that form of um, you know teaching. And so I used to kind of get sad and, and cry and used to talk to the pastors and everybody and kind of just be like, well, you know, I'm doing everything you guys are talking. You know, I'm going to church. I'm here. I'm reading my Bible. I'm coming to Bible studies. You know, I'm part of, you know, this Bible group. I'm doing all these things. And yeah. I'm like... I don't even feel close to God, you know, so a little fast forward then once my friend was like, you know, it's as if God hears your prayers as if they're real. That kind of got me excited again with my relationship with God because I was always striving to find God and to look for God. And so then that moment, that's when I actually um, decided to take, you know, his advice and uh, ended up taking the medicine. And um, I had a big awakening, like probably before that I was in in no culture. My mother and my father, um, none of them were brought up, you know, cultural or had any understandings of their culture so yeah. i was kind of like just i like i said all i knew was that my tribe was a billion dollar tribe and i was going to get per cap and yeah. that's pretty much all i knew about who i was being an indian mm-hmm. and so then from there i basically got re uh, i always tell people i got like re 
reinstated into who I was as a native man and uh, my role, my identity within that that uh, space of finding, you know, Creator, Mother Earth, and and branching out with that. And so from there, uh, the next day I went to uh, junior college and I dropped all my classes and um, I quit football and I went to my coach and I was like, you know, I'm quitting. And he's like, well, what's going on? I was like, well, I guess it's what uh, it's what white people say when they find God, you know. And I was yeah. like, I guess I found God. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I was like, so I got to get out of here. And then from there. Uh, I got kicked out of my house. Um, I got kicked kicked out, and because um, I told my dad and my stepmom what happened, and they were like, "Well, you know, we wanted you to play football, and this and that and that." And so, um, you know, I was out, you know, got kicked out, and that's when I ended up getting into uh, my first sweat. And I was down yeah. in Pomona with some relatives that I knew, and so uh, I, I loved that sweat. I got real involved with it, and then um, I ended up buying an apartment. Because um, I always make it like I got kicked out. Like it was a bad thing. But, you know, I was getting my money and everything. So it wasn't like I was in a bad position, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just went and got my apartment and started just living my life. And um, in that meantime, I was doing a lot of uh, searching for myself and finding myself within, uh, you know, mushrooms, earth-based sacraments. Yeah. And then uh, started to get a, a true connection within uh, Mother Earth, Creator, and, and other creations. And then so from there, I had a friend come down from Oklahoma, and I explained to him some of the things I've been going through, some of the things that I witnessed on the medicine. And he's like, hey, uh, he's like, there's going to be some big stuff going down in Arizona. He's like, um, you know, they're fighting for their land. Their land is uh, going to get taken by a foreign mining company, this and that. And he's like, all the things you told me, he's like, uh, you should go over there and kind of like, you know, just fill it out and kind of start talking a little bit about what you're going through. And he's like, there'll be people that'll probably understand like mm-hmm. what you're going through or be able to talk to you. So then from there, uh, I just got my truck. Uh, I never been out of the state myself. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Oak flat. And, uh, so I got in my car, I left, uh, I left California like midnight and I'm, uh, zooming. I even got a, even got a ticket. <laughs> I'm glad my dad, uh, I, I didn't even know this until I actually got my ticket. Cause, uh, I used to, I was flooring it, and I cut out a 99, and then I was like, dude, my dad put a governor on my fucking truck, because <laughs> he bought my truck for yeah. me, and uh, then he gave it to me, but he didn't tell me there was a governor on it, and so yeah. the only clock at 99, I got a ticket for 99, and they're like, oh, man, you know, you're going over, you know, we're going to get you for reckless, you know, we can impound yeah. you, take you right there, and I was like, I'm actually going, you know, to Oak Flat, the part of, you know, this, uh, you know, the people, Apache people are fighting for the land, and uh I didn't really know too much at the time, so I just gave him a short description, and he's like, well, you don't need to be going too fast, and da da da, da. and then, so I got back on my way, and I'm making it, and I uh, see the sun coming up, you know, I'm going through Superior, getting in the globe, and I'm like, man, you know, I'm cutting it short, and then I get to uh, San Carlos, and I'm driving all around San Carlos, it's like 6 a.m., Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I'm just doing circles, and then all of a sudden, I stop, I'm like, wait, man, just ask someone, like, where's the tribal hall? Yeah. <laughs> So I see someone walking, and I was like, hey, where's the tribal hall at? You know, and then they, they pointed me out that way. And so I ended up going to the tribal hall, and I was early, and there was yeah. no one there. Uh, no one was at the uh, the march or anything. And so I get to the um, administrative building, and I was like, is there a march going on today or something of that nature? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah. They're like, um, Windsor Nosy and Oak Flat. You know, he's doing his march today, and a bunch of people are going to be here. They're like, uh, it's not till like 10 or so. And so uh, – I was like, all right. I was like, well, can I just lay down here, you know, because I was tired and had a long yeah. drive in Cali. And they're like, yeah, sure. So I crash out in the mission office. And then uh, I wake up and I hear a bunch of people, you know, talking, chatting. And I'm like, oh, man, I go outside. And uh, it was pretty cool to go outside and, um, you know, see everybody. Yeah. And uh, I didn't really know anybody. and uh, But it was, felt right. felt cool. And then uh, I think one of the first people I saw was um, her name was Cece. And then after that, um, 
she introduced me to Vansler. Yeah. And then I ended up telling Vansler, the bro I knew, um, ended up being a bro that he knew from back in the like, hip-hop days when they uh, made music and everything yeah. together like that. And so um, he's like, oh, man, oh, shit, that's really cool. you know. And then he ends up uh, getting Wensler, and uh, he you know, tells me that this is his brother, and uh, he's leading the whole thing, and um, you know, he's, a, he's a great leader for the people. And I think at the time, I don't know if he was a chairman or not, but um, yeah. What, anyways, what year was it? I think it was 2000, I'm going to say 15 maybe? Yeah. Maybe 14. Okay, yeah. But, um, yeah, anyways, he introduced me, and then um, that's when Windsor, you know, said hi and whatnot. And then uh, we ended up uh, kind of circling around, and we were talking. And he was talking about the fight and how today we're going to go home and we're going to, you know, be uh, undoing these chains of, you know, being prisoners of war and being, yeah. you know, on our, our own lands. And uh, and he had two staffs in his hand, and um, then he gave one to um, CC. And then that's when uh, he gave one to me, and uh, that's my staff that I currently have at the moment. And mm-hmm. uh, that's when he handed me the staff, and you know, was like, you know, you're gonna help me with this, and yeah. uh, we're gonna we're gonna go home today. And then from there, we uh, started the march to Oak Flat, and it was really cool to um, just be a part of it from the very beginning to yeah. see Great. Oak Flat from the beginning and help you know Windsor lead the march, and then also just be a part of the whole process of everything that entailed after that. Mm-hmm. And um, then from there, you know, like I said. Uh, I, I kind of just stayed a while, you know, with mm. the family and helped out a lot. Got to see the Apache people, the culture, and uh, got to really see also myself, you know, within being a Native man because, like I said, I didn't grow up culturally or around ceremonies, you know. So it was very cool for me to see, you know, the, the gone, the sunrise, uh, yeah. you know, setting up the dances and, and getting the sweats and, and learning about Holy Ground and learning the songs and mm being up there with Tony and, and hearing different stories of the Apache people and really like living with the Apache people and helping defend their land and uh, fight for their land. And, yeah. and then uh, from there, that's when I kind of started to get uh, more inspirational for myself to see myself as more of a, um, a person of the land to help people with the land. And so from there, um, it's when we started to travel with Oak Flat, you know, going around different uh, mm. areas of the country, you know, getting people, unifying people, talking to people about the land, about fighting for the land. And then, also joining different um, native movements and then from there that's when i started to kind of really get a grasp of everything as far as because i was moving a lot as far as outside of oak flat you know i was still bouncing around with a lot of different movements and then the communications i've had amongst the native movements i was able to like kind of see a lot of what was going on either behind the scenes from other people or myself personally from just being within the movement so much and then uh and Standing Rock and all that happened, and uh, that's when I kind of just started to really notice how, you know, like in my documentary, I started to say, like, yeah. how people were shady, and people started to utilize the movement, and people started to, like, market trauma in a different type of way before yeah. when it was just, like, showing up and protecting and being there for the people. And now it's like, well, before I help, I'm going to need to send out my donation link, or I'm going to be out here, you know with this and that but we're gonna need some money we're gonna need this or we're gonna sell you know a bulletproof vest with this on there we're gonna do this and that and so uh for me i kind of took a step back for myself and i was like you know this is kind of um not what i came in here for you know i came in here for creator mother earth and then just to be here with the people not some extra you know motive Mm -hmm. or some extra thing to gain out of the movement and then uh that's when i basically left and um during all that movement uh, that's when i met my wife you know we had um you know we had our son and we were still living in arizona at the time and that's when i mentioned to her um you know we have some land back in california mm-hmm. and uh you know we can get a house there and 
you know, just start our, our life there as far as yeah. ceremony and growing and getting our food. And so we ended up moving back. And um, in the midst of all that, uh, I ended up talking with my mother. And I'm, I'm a little upset because I'm telling my mom, I'm like, you know, we, we come from all these traditional things and these medicines, but yet, you know, we'd rather, you know, go go spin a donut out or something or, mm-hmm. you know, go to the liquor store or go to the casino and just have a good night and whatever, whatever, instead of, like, jump into our culture and jump into who we are as, as in, you know, earth-based people. And um, so my mom's like, well, I'm going to take you somewhere, you know? And she's like, well, when we're going here, she's like, you need to let that stuff go. She's like, you don't need to be all mad and angry, like it's happening it's happened but our people are strong and we've been combating you know sickness and death and diseases for a long time you know yeah. and, and we've had our own ways of doing things and she's like i'm gonna take you up to this rock this rock's gonna you know it's gonna speak to you it's gonna show you what you're you're seeking you know because you're you want to learn something you want to know something well i'm gonna take you up to this rock and then um so we end up going up there and then uh i'm blown away because i get there and then there's mushrooms and, and there's like the wow. river there's yeah dragonflies the canoe there's a there's a bunch of different things on there and uh so i'm blown away and i'm like no wonder why because before i got there um i had a real strong uh natural connection with mushrooms when i tell people like it felt like so natural as far as like when i did them and when i prayed with them and then at that moment that's when it clicked because at that time i didn't really understand if we did it ceremonially or not so then that's in the moment when i seen it and it's like oh man like We've been doing this. We've had it. And, uh, you know, it's part of who we are. And then from there, that's when I uh, start digging more into the um, local community. And I start asking around, like, you know, um, you know, who, who's who's doing ceremonies nowadays? Yeah. And where's our ceremony people at? And, you know, I don't get a lot of answers right away. And some people are like, oh, it, you know, they stopped doing that a long time ago. Because there's a story that goes, um, when the last medicine person went, um, they buried everything. They buried the Womkish, they buried, you know, his feathers. Oh, okay. All, everything with, with him. And um, and they were saying, like, no one was ever to protect, uh, practice the religion again. And that mm. it was just going to come back one day. Like, yeah. it was just going to show up. And um, so then in that moment, I'm talking to the, um, the people. And they're like, oh, you know, you need to go talk to Uncle Book, you know, because his dad was the last one. And himself were the last ones to conduct uh, the Womkish ceremony with the... Uh, Detura and all the other things that we have and so um i ended up getting involved with uh one of my aunt's husbands uh, one of my aunt's husband her husband and uh at the time uh, he's like you know i'm going through some things and uh he's like i want to have a ceremony and he's like i noticed you know what you're doing he's like can i try it out and uh so i invited him over and uh we had a ceremony and i i'm guessing he relayed the message to the elder uh, bug because the following day they come by and um, he comes and talks to me and uh, he was basically um, telling me that you know the brother Rick was explaining to him that you know I wanted to know about you know our people and the Wampkish and our medicines and, and mm-hmm. how we handle things as far as you know doing that part of medicine and so uh, he ends up taking me outside he ends up because uh, at the time I just called it the lodge I didn't know it was called yeah. the Wampkish and I was like uh I was like, what do we call our lodge? You know, I was like, we had a word for it. I was like, I don't know what it's called. And he's like, that's your Womkish. You know, and he's like, that's our big house. And he's like, you need to take care of it. You know, he's like, that's that's always been here for us, and it's here to help us. You know, mm-hmm. and he's like, you need to take care of it. You know, you take care of it. It's going to take care of you. And uh, so then from that moment, it was kind of cool, like, uh, to get that kind of, like, acceptance to, like, you know, go into the to the Womkish and to be yeah. able to practice the Womkish. Because... 
um, I started talking to like our singers because we have some different singers and whatnot. And um, I started telling them, and the first thing they're like, "Well, well, who are you? You know, who's telling you about this? And how do you know about the Womkish?" And then uh, once I would explain to them who I'm talking to, then they're like, "Oh, okay. Well, that's that's really good. You know, yeah. I'm glad that you're hearing it from there." and not nowhere else you know and so then from that moment i um you know i just started working and started getting more involved with uh taking the medicine and getting mm-hmm. more involved with uh, understanding it because it, it all really started when my father passed because um after my father passed i uh like i said i had some people from oklahoma and nac and i just explained to them that my dad mm-hmm. died and uh I just needed help I wasn't feeling good and uh i just needed help letting go and, and releasing and so in that moment when we had uh, a peyote meeting <laughs> It came to me that I needed help, you know, but yeah. not me because I wasn't the only one in that in that Womkish at the time. There was other people in there. Yeah, they were praying for me, but it's like we all had our own individual struggles and our own individual pains, and we're not all there just for me and my dad. You know, also they're there for themselves and their families and, and whatever else they need. So in that yeah. moment, I learned I needed a space for the people. I needed a space not only for myself but to offer the people, and then that's when it came to me that I needed to have that space, and from there that's when everything just started going as far as um you know getting the lodge prepared and getting the medicine and, and start talking to the people and then getting to the medicine man and then uh continue to practice and, and learn and then by the time a little fast forward maybe it's 2019 i've already been working about maybe five five years or so within the medicine and uh i kind of i always tell people they're like they weren't test runs but they were test runs because I was I was working, you know, I was seeing yeah. how the medicine would work not only with myself, but mm-hmm. certain people. And then from there, after I um, started to understand more of the ceremony, more of um, the medicines, whether it's the cedar, the sage, you know, the springs, all the other medicines that go within the Womkish, mm-hmm. then I started to really um, ground myself more with finding who I was and being like, okay, now it's time to like, uh, I just tell people like open up shop basically to start inviting people now. And uh, yeah. so that's when I got involved with um his brother Carlos Pozzola, he's also um, CEO of uh, Decriminalized Nature, or co-founder. And um, at the time, um, like I said, I didn't I didn't understand if there was organizations or people out there within psychedelics. So I started looking up um, psychedelics, and that's when I found out that in Oakland, um, they just decriminalized um, mushrooms, um, aboga, DMT. And some other substances out there. Oh and, wow! I didn't know that. And so um, I was like, "Oh, cool!" You know, mm-hmm. I'm glad that there's more people actually in the political side, moving in the state level. So I ended up emailing him, and then uh, not too long after that, he ends up writing me back, and he's like, "I want to come down for ceremony." And then uh, we ended up having a beautiful ceremony, and then a couple of weeks after that, um, you know, they're on a vote, and they end up voting me in on the board. So I oh, ended up becoming cool. a board member of the organization Decriminalize Nature uh, National, and uh, like I said it's a grassroots organization. Uh, working at the state level to basically give people a model to say, um, you know, we have the right to our own consciousness, we have the right to our own healing, and we mm-hmm. have the right to uh, grow, give, gather, basically saying, like, if I grow tomatoes, like, it shouldn't be illegal for me to gift to you as yeah. far as uh, if you want it, as far as something that grew out the ground, same with, you know, cannabis, mm-hmm. uh, mushrooms, et cetera, and that's what we're pushing as far as getting people to fight for their own rights, for consciousness and their own right to medicine versus, like, a, um, so right now in the psychedelic space, there's a lot of um, for-profit companies and, and companies that are working with like universities and things that are trying to like basically create your own uh, version of what they want you to express. So, like it's all going to be synthetics. It's all going to be like administered in a um, controlled synthetic environment. And that's where decrim comes in to say like 
this should be a more people-based movement versus a corporate interest in your health you know what i mean yeah kind of like a the western medicine it's like okay they're interested in your health but how many people die under the fall of western medicine every year you know what i mean and so that's kind of where i said decrim comes into the picture to be Mm. that stabilizer for the people to say you don't have to go to big corporation you should be able to work locally within your own communities Mm. and stay within your communities instead of going to some you know big wig who's just in interest to turn your trauma into you know money basically you know so that's where uh for me after that that's when i started getting plugged in with a lot of different um you know communities and different people within uh psychedelic space because i was just on the res at the moment you Mm -hmm. know and then from that moment now i'm plugged into the decrim network which is involved with you know people all over from you know the united states to out of the united states people in uk people in london people you know all over who are working in psychedelic spaces and so for me it was really cool to kind of now have a little backbone outside of my own native culture because decrim nature right now is outside of the corporate interest is one of the forefront movements in the psychedelic space as far as oh, um, wow. getting like um states and other cities to decriminalize mm-hmm. and uh because if you think about any uh like for instance um cannabis before it became recreational medical it had to be decriminalized right because right. the other thing about before it became you know everyone's oh denver denver decriminalize decriminalize and then yeah. it goes to medical and then it, then it goes to you know full-on recreational so that's where the steps are basically going we decrim is to try to push that local level of you know decriminalization because then once it's decriminalized then the state can't go after you you know mm. with funds or they can't deliberately go after you you know it has to be like an actual yeah issue but if it's decriminalized then that means the state can't use state resources or money to mm. prosecute you or to take you to court basically so it becomes like the lowest uh lowest not stature but it just becomes the lowest of interest because decriminalized and so yeah. for me that's where I find what the native side of what I'm doing plays a big role in it because obviously um, mushrooms are illegal on a federal level, but that's where, you know, I say that natives can come in with the native religious, because that's what I'm under. Like with my church, we'd use the native religious freedom law act mm-hmm. to, to protect us with what we do. And then I also incorporated it within the state of California to become a religious non nonprofit and entity. So I'm actual, yeah, religious nonprofit entity, church mm. registered in California. Yeah. So I have the church religious uh, laws that protect me, and then mm. I have also the Native Religious Freedom Law Act that protects me also within. Because where we're at, we're on um, forty acres allotted land, so it's technically not the reservation. It's like okay. our own family, yeah, plotted land. So that's kind of where I'm trying to utilize those because people are like, oh, well, it's illegal. It's it's like yeah, but it's not if you're doing it ceremonially because that's another reason why too. Like for instance, um. I don't charge anybody. Like, there's no, there's no charge for nobody. There's people, people will fly down to like uh, Peru, uh, down south, and they'll pay like five to eight grand to do these things. And, yeah, uh, you know, nothing wrong with that. But for me, it's like I want to make it accessible to people. You know what I mean? Because, mm. like I said, I'm, I come from a tribe that already gets money. I'm not saying that I don't need more money. Yeah, but I'm not in it for the money. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to be here for people. I want to be able to help people because I know there's people out there struggling. And they're not going to have eight grand to just toss out if they're going to go through yeah. it. Or let's say, um, so Oregon, Oregon is fully legal now with mushrooms that you can fully possess. You can fully take. You can go into a, um, a medical doctor and get diagnosed. And mm. starting at a um, four to six gram dose, it's $3,500. And that's wow. not including a licensing fee. That's not including um, the 100 plus 20 hours of training that you're going to have to go through. Like, it's a big thing. And that's where for me, I'm like... That's obviously not speaking to the general people. Yeah. Like you obviously got to be somebody in this category. Like, I always tell people it's getting uh, mitigated into, like, 
very selective pieces of pie instead of the whole pie being accessible to everybody. Mm. It's being mitigated into like doctors, scientists, uh, you know, rich, you know, entrepreneurs, business savvy people. It's like you're leaving out all the main same thing with the veterans aspect. So like I work with veterans as well and I see the whole they're using like tier one operators or because like I said, I work with Navy SEALs, I work with different people who know the whole how politics work and how the whole, you know, demographic yeah. things work to leverage senators and to leverage money and to push things into votes. And so it's crazy to see how this whole psychedelic space is utilizing all of that, whether you're a veteran, person of color, um, did your trauma, your your LGBTQ, whatever it may be, it's like instead of just opening it all to the people, and that's one reason why I like my church, because Church of the People for Creator Mother Earth is not Church of the Veterans, not Church of the Blacks, not Church of the Whites, not Church of the Chinese, yeah. Church of the People. You know, just like our names in our traditional languages, you know, we got Paleomiquitium, that people of the West. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's name in their language usually resorts to the people. Yeah. You know, and that's where for me I'm trying to bring that back is the people. Mm-hmm. People back to the originality of fire, originality of creations, of natural things. Because that's one thing I've noticed through traveling, um, is a lot of natives like we were talking to Oak Flat people have adopted things and it's not to say things are good or bad it's like i had a i was talking to one of my peyote bros i was like you and i know damn well like 300 years ago maybe i'm just i took it back even far i said let's just say a thousand years ago i said you guys know damn well you weren't using no kettle drums i was like we didn't have no steel we weren't making no copper drums yeah we weren't doing none of that because i even uh, i even asked wednesday that one time i was like I was like, you know, what did you guys use? Because I know back then, you know, not everyone had, you know, big, yeah. big kitchen things, you yeah. know. And that's when he was talking, like, they use wood or they use, like, an outline of a, like, a log or something and threw a hide over it. So that's yeah. where I was like. It's almost like a hand drum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's where I was trying to think. Because you know, a lot of people, like, even for us, we don't even, we don't even use drums. We don't even believe in the drum. We yeah. just believe in the rattle. And uh, But I always tell people, even before that, like. Because we even have our stories about like before everything when they talk about it, it was just like a um, like an ether when it was just like a like a breath and uh, just pure darkness and, and I always talk about like so before any instrument there had to be prayer yeah there had to be some form of there has to be a dialogue because you don't even have to talk to pray you could pray silently mm-hmm. and still something you know and so that's where I'm trying to feel like um, that's what's happening here with what I'm doing not saying that it's a lot of catered to everything because like i said traveling through native country i've learned a lot of um native pride as well you know because i'm uh so i'm lakota i'm the seno serrano uh omaha yeah uh yeah the seno serrano omaha lakota oh pipe and ah, so okay. one thing one thing about the lakota people going up there and seeing the native pride up there um whether it's sun dancing, whether it's umblecha, whether it's piercing, whether it's all the things that what we do up there, um, you know, I've noticed it. And uh, I wanted to tell one of my cousins, I was like, well, well, then why do we have the highest rate of suicide? Mm-hmm. Why do we have the highest rate of domestic violence? Why do we have the highest rate of uh, missing, murder, indigenous women? And I'm talking in Pine Ridge in general. I'm not yeah. talking like as a native. I'm talking in Pine Ridge. It's yeah. like, why are we one of the poorest reservations out of all the reservations? You know, yeah. and. Uh, I'm like, if our medicine's that strong, like, something's up. Yeah. You know, something's got to be up. It may be good for you. Yeah. Because you may be charging. You may be hustling people. You may be doing something. Yeah, it may be good for you. Because mm. it is good for some people. Some people have yeah. learned to make their culture profitable for them mm. and, and leave others out and be like, hey, man, my culture's good. And it's like, yeah, it is good to hustle your culture. But at the same time, 
let's look let's take take a step back and and look at all this what's really going on outside of this pride and these cool songs and these sick old piercings and these cool how tough i can be well let's lower that toughness and let's take a real look at our people and see that we're pretty uh not tough right now like we're pretty uh low and as far as our communication to the mother earth our communication to creator communication to creations Mm. and our own selves our community our people and Mm. uh so that's one thing i'm really hoping to strive with what i'm doing is to give that back to people to see that because it's cool to be tough it's cool to be badass it's cool to be this and that but the same time that has got our people in a lot of different places that has hurt our people and yeah. it's not to say that they had to defend themselves or they had to fight or they had to do what they had to do mm-hmm. but let's look at the grand scheme of things and it didn't do anything good for us like we're still struggling because some leaders got on their high horse or some leaders thought it was okay to do that when it might have been morally right for you because mm-hmm. maybe you lost your kids or your mom or Maybe your whole, you know, people got massacred in front of you or you went to this or you did that. And mm. you're human. You're okay to yeah. acknowledge those things. But at the same time, we're now picking up everything that you had to do. Mm. And we're suffering for it, especially if we don't have the strengths of those things. Or if we're trying to be tough, you know, we're trying to be who's the toughest Indian here. It's like, yeah. what are we going to learn out of that? You know, I'm going to learn maybe I can't do it and I might beat myself down and you're going to sit there on your high horse that doesn't help you know johnny over here who just hung himself or mm. someone over here who's thinking of hurting their mom or someone over here who's just drinking themselves to death or someone who's stuck freezing over here in the cold or someone whose uncle's you know ceremonial leader but no one's helping him get the ceremony whatever it may be like you know and that's where i'm hoping from what i'm doing is to put that out there to say we should just come together now and understand mm. that we're all under creator mother earth we may have different names we may have different languages different beats but all, all in all, it stemmed from one creator. It stemmed from one mother. Mm, you know, right. and uh, that's where I'm trying to get back to as far as that relationship with people. Not to say, oh, you know, my song sounds better than yours or mm. my lodge is better than yours or yeah. my, my ceremony is stronger than yours or whatever. Maybe because I know a lot of Indians have that. I, yeah. I used to have that. I'm learning now as a 28-year-old man, you know, I'm learning how to just. Mm. take it easy because you don't need to be that you can if you want to you know if that's who you are then hell yeah fuck yeah we need warriors we need tough mothers out there you know i mean we need tough everything but at the same time we need understanding of creator mother earth because that's what i'm starting to see is people have a lot of drive and a lot of this but it's like what was the creator mother earth Mm. you know that's why i like oak flat you know because what wensley talks about you know with with mother earth and you know yosin and pecan non and Mm. all the things that come within this land it's like that that's what got me you know just like when uh when i received the black stone and you talk about and you close your eyes and that's where pecan non will be in in darkness you know rest in darkness Mm. and that's where you know i can say and and darkness is everything you know and and that nothing is everything Mm. and so that's what really brought me back to that inside of um the songs the dances the this because at the end of the day it's like for me at least i know every culture no matter who you are if you have a real legit earth-based way chances are it's going to revolve around creator mother earth or the names you have for Mother Earth and Creator, you know, mm. and that's where I'm trying to get back to that recognition again to say we should be back to that instead of trying to prove how native we are, how much we are, instead of give it to Creator Mother Earth because without Creator Mother Earth, we wouldn't have that badass song or we wouldn't have that strength yeah. or we wouldn't have that, that feather or that fan or, or that, you know, the cane, anything that we have, we wouldn't have it without 
creator mother earth you know blessing us with that mm. that gift to have on this earth while we're here and that's where i think you know at least with church of the people for creator mother earth that's where we're coming at it you know because it's not just a native thing it's not just skins here you know it's yeah all walks of life on this earth you know all creator mother earth's children are here not just humans you know the, the, the birds the trees all of them and, mm. and that's where i'm trying to bring that back to a human level of understanding because i feel like even the indians they're forgetting that they're forgetting that true essence of creator mother earth you know they're like i'm doing mm. this i'm doing that but it's like i don't hear creator mother earth i hear you boasting yeah i hear you with ego i hear you on a high horse or i hear you're so caught up in this story that you forgot about the reality of things mm. and you forgot about the true nature of why we're here you know and why we're here to help each other learn that at least that's what i've yeah. picked up with what i'm doing is to kind of give people that bridge to access creator mother earth through that way you know and if you have your way badass because we all need to come together instead of trying to prove who knows creator mother earth more let us come together yeah because maybe i know something you don't maybe you know something i don't and we're not going to get nowhere you know arguing that out but what we can do is say hey let's put that aside how can we help each other because if we're both here for creator mother earth we must be able to do something good because mm. I've known through Creator Mother Earth, it's all good. Even if something bad happens, it's usually because the people are messing up as far as not doing their ceremonies, not, not conducting mm. what needs to be done, getting so lost in what we're in now. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm seeing nowadays is a lot of people's stories. It's like the way I see it is coming to now because there's so much confusion and chaos and artificial intelligence and shit. Most people believe in a damn, uh, you know, phone before they believe in a prayer, before mm. they believe in Creator Mother Earth, you know, and... uh so that's where I'm trying to, again, like I said, trying to bring that back to people to say everything's good, but mm. we can always up our respect for Creator Mother Earth more. You know what I mean, not saying we don't, not saying that we're more or less, but we can't get hurt by doing more. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, we, you know, we're still, uh, you know, we're not far behind. I mean, you know, my my grandfather was, was uh, in the movement, the ghost dance, my great-grandfather. So we're not too far behind you know we, we could still get back to where we used to be it's just uh we just got to take the time to like you say you know get back the ceremony and you know to your dances and to your singing and, and to your regalia and just you know just do that and not worry about what other people think or right. if you know more than they do you know or you know just anything like that just you know just plain and simple you know go sweat go sing go dance Right. You know, tell people to come, you know, and join you. And, and that's that's all that we really should be doing, you know. Right. So. No, that's what I've learned through, like I said, just traveling. Because, like, like I said, I've seen a lot of Native pride. And I'm like, man, it's it would be easier to just come together, you know. And, mm -hmm. and, and maybe if we need some, like, friendly competition or whatever for people to get their socks off. Like, I'm pretty sure we can find it as far yeah. as, like, Natives having events or doing things or getting creative you know and that's why like you said we're not far behind and yeah. that's why i feel like now is a very important but also a fun time because yeah. it's time now not only to adapt with the times but to bring the old back with the new because mm. it's like you can't escape this that's what i've learned being a young man like maybe the elders yeah you know i mm. I, I i always wish i was like in the old days because as much as they had this they still had more of the old days meaning like they had more elders around. They had more songs. They had more people they could go to. You know, mm -hmm. nowadays it's like I was making a joke to my friend. I was like, you know, they're gonna in the future, 
because all the medicine people are going to be gone. They're going to be giving the youth like a USB drive, or they're going to give them a link and be like, "Here, you know, go on, go on YouTube, or, <laughs> or here's a file." And yeah. not not dissing that because people do learn from that. But for me, it's like it takes away the whole essence of like hearing the dialect, the tone, mm. you know, the whole the whole way of how it's so so she said, you know, everything. Even a I had a friend who used to like boast about his language and everything, mm. and I'm like, that's really cool, man. I, Sorry, I can't learn it like you, but uh, I'm like, do you live the life with it, too? Because mm. it's cool you could talk to your friends or you could talk to people who ask you the language, but it's like that language also had a 365 lifestyle to it, too. It wasn't yeah. just, oh, I can say this and that and I can hear it and understand it, but it's like there was a 365 day to that language, too. Mm. It wasn't just a, you know, hey, this is my name, my clan, where I come mm. from, and da 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 It's like. The whole life went with that language too. And you, know? you have to you have to think differently too when you speak that. Mm-hmm. When you speak and it explains language. things differently yeah. too, even more in depth. I mean, I don't know too much, but I've heard people tell me like, you know, our languages can explain things way better than English can, as far as like if you're trying to get things across, or whether it's things about spirit, things about you mm. know, animals, things. It's like there's just certain things English can't get get around. You know? Yeah. Instead of these sounds, and that's one thing that I've learned too is like, again back to creator mother earth for giving us that that language that mm-hmm. language of communication you know it's funny we have a story like that um uh my my cousin because i was telling him i was like man i was like where did our language even come from and that's where he was talking about how like uh in the beginning you know there was a bunch of tribes that were basically like of the same tribe you mm-hmm. know and uh they all spoke one language he was talking like uh he didn't say what kind but it was just a similar language that everybody spoke but then he said that uh people started not to like the fact that uh they all spoke the same language and that they all did the same ceremonies. So he said, basically these people started branching off the uh, original language and they started making their own uh, dialects, mm-hmm. their own sounds of the original language. And then they made their own. Cause I always tell people too, you could do that anyway. Like if most people know what high means, but it's like, if you were with a group of people, you can agree high means something else. You know? yeah. And then you say, hi, someone be like, Oh, hi. But it's like, that doesn't mean hi, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so then that's what he said about the ceremonies as well. He said people didn't like the fact that we had to conduct the same ceremonies as everyone else. And so mm-hmm. he was saying that these branch people broke up and they started branching their original ceremonies and basically hybriding their own ceremonies. And then he said from there, it just started branching and branching. And then he said from there, that's basically how we got confused is because everybody started from there just adopting different things that oh, okay. stem from the originality of their true language and the true ceremonies. And he was explaining like, right now that's why we're all jumbled up because... Mm-hmm everybody wanted to go do their own thing like oh i wanted to go here or, I, I didn't want to do that or i don't want to talk like that or, or i don't like this ceremony or i don't want to get up and do that ceremony you mm-hmm. know and i can see that because humans are humans yeah <laughs> you know i know that well, that's the same way like a medicine man will do just something different than the other medicine man did you know and so not not everything that you've seen is the right way because maybe another medicine man did it a different way right so if someone else does it you know you don't want to say oh that's not how you do it right because Maybe they saw another man do something different. Right. You know, yeah, I see what you're, I can see your point on that. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, you know, back to, you know, the conversation as far as, um, you know, bringing this to the native people, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's, that's one thing, you know, where I wanted to steer it as far as talking tonight with what I do, because, um, I've seen it work. I've seen it, uh, work outside of the native community. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I want to see is, uh, natives investing in it, you know, because like I said, tribes, you know, I, I know for a fact tribes do not look into investing into mental health as much as they do in elections as, you know, mm-hmm. getting, uh, you know, some speed bumps or some, you know, whatever, getting yeah. an elders program, not bad. But I'm just saying, like, you know, 
why can't we put our mental health first? Because I always, you know, at least from hanging around Windsor, that's one thing he used to always talk about of like when people have issues or something, he always talk about like, it's not necessarily they have a problem. It's just they got a mental disease, meaning like there's something wrong within their mind mm-hmm. that is causing that to happen. And I see that in many forms. It's not to excuse anybody on anything, but I feel like, you know, natives really on average level, if you're not with the right coping skills or brought around the right um, mm-hmm. methods to help yourself, yeah, chances are you're more stressed, you're more anxiety, you're more angry, you're more uh, confused, and you're more, you know, more adhered to the world, you mm-hmm. know, because like I said, what we come through, whether it's, you know, our trauma of our genetic memory of war, our genetic memory of being uprooted from our families, of being moved, to being, you know, the atrocities that we had to go through, you know, and... Yeah. Uh, so that's where, for me, I'm trying to um, see is why can't that be, like, a, a, a big fight for us? Because it's, like, just as much as land, water, air, it's, like, our, our mind, our consciousness, mm. our right to our own consciousness to heal should be number one priority. And, and to me, it's, like, you got to get this right. Like, right. Because then that follows. You know, then once this changes, you might want to eat better. You mm. know, you might not want to drink as much. You might, mm. might not want to shout as much. You might want to slow down. You know, mm. you might want to say hi to someone. You might, you know... And that's where I'm trying to get at is, like, why can't we get there? Because it's not saying everyone's going to get fixed, but to at least have the accessibility. Mm. To me, that is important because, like, that at least it's there. You know, at least it's there. You know, at least someone can, if they really need help, hey, we have this program. We have this way. We support you. We're here for you. Got a whole community behind you instead of, ah, they're just drunk or... Uh, 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 chances are t- seen a lot of things whether it's suicide drugs some sexual mm-hmm. something uh their own parents yeah. native people kids youth have all over and, and those that don't man we should be advocates for those who have seen more of the higher side of trauma and things like that because I could sit here and say I've been through some stuff, but I know for damn well I haven't been through what some other natives and just people in general have been through mm-hmm. on the reservations or in spaces of that are just low, whether you're in the ghetto, yeah. whether you're in the streets, you name it. And uh, that's where I like the church, too, because, like, you know, I'm not a combat veteran, I'm not a UFC fighter, I'm not an NFL player. I'm not none of the things that I've worked with people. And I know the guys that I've worked with have seen some shit whether it's they've mm-hmm. done some shit or they've seen some shit happen to them. And uh, so for me, that's where I'm trying to feel like, well, us as native people, like, you know, we're here. Like, that's what we've been here. Like, we're here to help people. Like, yeah. And and it may be cliche for people to think, like, whatever it may be, but I truly believe that, like, we went through what we went through to be here for the people because it's mm-hmm. like, who else is going to tell the people about these atrocities and, and these things of, like, you know, I'm not saying most, because a lot of people in America will like say they don't like the government but at the end of the day it's like people really do kind of like the government yeah. support it, especially in az there's a lot of politics <laughs> yes, and there is. a lot of trumpers and, and mm. i'm not hating on none of them but i'm just yeah. saying like you know people should really um see the fact of the matter of like through the natives like mm-hmm. they're not going to treat you any better you mm-hmm. know what i mean like if anything they just took the formula they made from us and sophisticatedly put it on everyone else now and now mm. it's a flawless plan and so for me now that's where I'm trying to get, you know, to see that people, for us, at least for natives, like, we get it. Like, we mm. know what it means to, like, be kicked on and the dirt kicked on you and left for dead and mm. left alone crying in the dark and left for dead, whatever it may be, you know. And uh, that's where I'm starting to see now, like, um, a majority of people, you know, that's where they're at. 
yeah. you know and it's not a bad thing it's just it is that way you know mm. like whether we're we're lost we're without you know family loved ones or we put ourselves in the position to like you know not necessarily get away from it but just put us into that position you know just yeah. like if i was a you know, let's just say I was a fucking drug dealer and, and I got all this shit coming at me where the people trying to come to my house and kill me and mm. hurt my family and this. It's like, yeah, that's product of what I'm doing. But at the same time, it's like if I can get this right instead of like being so mentally yeah in everything, I feel like that could help people instead of like giving them the mental stimulus of like, you need to be a tough guy. You need to go mm. get in there. That's one thing I like about doing what I'm doing as far as being in the Womkish with my, you know, with my uh, my son because I knew growing up, you know, there's a lot of tough guy attitude mm. and this and that. And one thing I'm glad I'm seeing my son is like, son, I've sat with people who've punched people up for a living. I've sat with people who've literally been like hired killers and, and professional killers for the government. And, mm. you know, people, all these tough macho guys, you know. And and that's one thing I'm here to tell my son. Like, son, like they've all folded. They've all been on their back, all screaming, yeah. all, all hurt. So it's like, you know, I'm glad that I can tell my son, like, you don't have to be that kind of tough son because mm. at the end of the day these are all humans that break that cry that have a mom have a dad that mm. that want family that want to be around with someone and it's like they've all been put into positions to where they are alone they're fighting for their life they're you know whether you're a ufc fighter you know fighting training all year to get paid only 10 grand or you know you're in this whole drug fused steroid this whole sexualized all this whole hyper environment like yeah. where all that shit's expected you know and the same thing in the military it's like you got your other guys you know you got your marines your air force all that you know everything has their own uh you know credos their own communities but then it's like you take it to the special force level it's like it's a whole different community as far as like the tactics you know the mm. the levels of um degrading other humans and and the ways of you know doing all these people think tough and uh so that's where i'm coming back to say like um you know that's where i'm trying to get back people at least men and, and young men to know like there's a different tough instead of just like let's burn it all down and yeah. destroy it type mentality it's like we should be praying taking care of our families taking mm -hmm. care of you know our relationship to creator mother earth and our families and yeah, that's about it just like earlier when you're like you know don't get caught up in it you know maybe you should just do your sweats or yeah. do your dances or you know do your things and and that's where i'm trying to you know like i said back to the whole point of uh getting this involved with the native community is to say not everyone is uh, right or wrong but what if some of us do need a booster mm -hmm. you know what if some of us do need to actually break down everything that we think we know and rebuild it back from the earth up you know, because mm -hmm. that's one thing I've learned from what I'm doing is like, you know, so like I always tell people. So like when you said earlier, there's people who learn and then they pass it on. But mm -hmm. it's like, what about those who like maybe fasted or maybe those who went on top of a mountain peak or mm -hmm. maybe those who went in a cave and then the song came to them or yeah. something divinely came to them, you know. And that's where I'm trying to bring that back to people as mm -hmm. far as because um, I know everyone is, is sacred and as far as all creation. And for me. I feel like as far as the Native community, if we were to get back into that, I think it would uh, definitely excel things as far as people, whether they're different songs. Because I, I, so this is where I'm trying to get at with what I'm saying. Um, so I had a, my cousin, he's a bird singer. And, um, you know, they sing all their songs. And um, a lot of their songs talk about, like, the mountains, the creations, mm -hmm. different birds, rivers, streams, man, all creation. And I was telling my cousin, I said, those are very powerful songs. There's nothing to say that they're not powerful but I was like, I made it, I made it like a, a hypothetical story to him. I said, let's say I was on heroin, cousin. I was like, 
I was like, let's say I'm coming to you and I'm hooked on heroin. And I ask you to help me. And you sing me a song of how the mountain was made. I was like, how is that going to help me get this needle out of my arm? Mm-hmm. I was like, wouldn't you, like, I was telling my cousin, I was like, wouldn't you guys want to, like, you know, go do your thing to get the divine songs for now? Because we have current, we have different issues today than the Indians faced back then. Yeah. You know, so I was telling him, like, we need new things. Not to say that this old way is right or wrong, but it's like, how is that going to pertain to me? Or if I'm on meth or, like, I want to go drive my car off a mountain or, like, mm-hmm. I want to hurt somebody. Like, how is me hearing a song about how the grass first formed? Like, you know, how's that going to help me? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then my cousin kind of didn't know what to say. And that's what I was trying to explain to him. Like, we need new songs like yeah. because we do. Like, every song has a purpose. You know, every song has a reason mm-hmm. of why it's saying. There's a story to tell. There's medicine in that story. There's medicine in those sounds. So to me, I'm like, what if we need those new sounds and those mm-hmm. new stories to help people and to get people, you know, because to me, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but what if there was someone who had a song like that to where they were able to get a divine song and they were able to learn and help someone on medicine like that to be like, hey, you know, this is a this song or that song or this song came to me for this time or something of that nature, you know, and then that's kind of where for me, I feel like people kind of think that's fantasy but i don't think that's fantasy because Mm. back then how do you think songs came people were sick people were dying people people had to pray you know people had to ball out cry out whatever they had to do and not everyone i'm not saying everybody got divine song or not but there were those who did you know Mm. they were those who did and that's where i feel like um you know to get people back into that spiritual world again of getting that knowledge whether it's a dream a song, uh, anything, a dance, anything. I feel like once people get into that, Creator Mother Earth are going to talk to us more mm-hmm. and give us more of what we need instead of us going to the outside world or the government mm-hmm. as if the government knows about God and Mother Earth. You know, mm-hmm. it's like they don't even they don't even tell any kid in America about God and Mother Earth. You know, yeah. they, if anything, they make every kid stand up, say the Pledge of Allegiance, mm-hmm. say right hand under God probably most god they talk about you know what i mean and yeah. for me i find that an issue too because i'm like you know you claim god you claim this when you swear people in the military when you swear to the judge right hand on the bible this and that it's like well where's god mm-hmm. where's the talk of god you know and i'm not talking about this god or that god i'm talking about just creator yeah you know because a lot of people don't understand like this is not the east Mm-hmm. And that's where I always told my friends when I was in Christian school about the Bible. I'm like, those are all Eastern stories. Not saying they're they're right or wrong. Not saying they happened or they didn't. I'm just saying, if you look at the demograph, this is not the East. This is not Palestine, Jerusalem, all the places over there. This is, you know, the people here had their own stories of God. You know, the original people here had their own stories of, you know, how God talked to them and how God helped free their people mm-hmm. and and that's what kind of just hurts my feelings a little bit because I'm like, you guys want to talk so much about God, but yet you won't talk about God's children here. Mm-hmm. You'll talk about all the God's children across the seas, the eastern children of God. But it's like, how come the children of God here are second to none, if not put on the lowest of the lowest of conversation? Mm-hmm. When it's like, we, we talked to God too. We had miracles. Mm-hmm. We had holy mountains. We had holy this. We had holy that. We had it all holy. It was all holy. Hey. And uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's where, uh, for me, it trips me out. You know, that's another reason why I wanted to start my church because I want to start branching in a conversation with other religious people to say, mm. 
you know, if you're about God, let's talk about God. It yeah. shouldn't be an issue. If you're about God, you should be able to discuss about God with other people who believe in God. But mm. if there's a conflict, that's where I kind of draw the line to say, I don't know how much you are about God. Because yeah. if you are about God, a conversation about God should be neutral. It shouldn't be like, my God's better than yours, or mm. my church is better than yours, or my congregation is better than yours, or however religious people think. Mm. Uh, it shouldn't be that way. It should be all people under God, not just this side or that side or this or you don't pray this way or that way or this way or this or that you're so you're not more of god than i am it's like whoa thought we're all of god here so who do you uh when you do the about god are you are you preaching about the creator or are you doing to relate to other people you talk about god I, I say god because i always say like for the average person they can relate to god as a higher power they can mm -hmm. relate like most people usually grew up Catholic, Christian, yeah. or in between within other religious contexts. And mm. so for me, that's why I always say God, because it's more palatable to the to the mind versus me. When I say creator, sometimes people are like, well, what's creator? What's, yeah. you know, what's this? I like to say creator because I even feel God is definitive as far as, like, it's putting a name on something. Because I always feel like, as far as human beings, like, I think it's ignorant to say you know God's name, like, fully, right? Because right. for me, I'm like... I feel like no human really knows his name. And even if you did, you still got to live your life. Yeah. You know, you know God's name. Cool. Still mm -hmm. got to live your life. Your life isn't over just because you know God's name. Like, mm. you got your life to live, you know. And so that's where, for me, I'm trying to, like, like I said, get people to that palatable understanding of we don't know. And it's okay. We don't yeah. have to sit here. And, uh, you know, that's for us. So, like, there's a story about us when... Uh, the people killed the creator and um so they talk about how um the creator came down as a human and um because all the people they at the time so they said that the people there was no death and people were just freely living like they didn't they weren't doing nothing they were just kind of like free to do of their choice it kind of mm -hmm. reminds me of now but um anyways um everyone was doing what they were doing and creator came down and creator started telling people you know you need to do this you know this is what you need to do and he's talking about the Wamkish, talking about the ceremony, the big mm -hmm. house, telling how people need to get back to the big house and the ceremony mm -hmm. and the old ways. And uh, so then after a little while, the people basically were like, you know, we don't like this guy. We, we don't we mm -hmm. don't like this. So they ended up conspiring with the animals and uh, they got the toad and I forgot the other animal and they got some venom and they basically poisoned him. And so at the time when uh, they poisoned him, um, all the animals and all the creation started coming to him and they, they basically were trying to help him. because mm -hmm. They were like, oh, you know, you're sick. And uh, at the time, like I said, they didn't understand death. And the creator was saying, you know, it's obvious that you guys don't want me here. You know, so um, after this, I'm going to go, you know, and yeah. uh, from this. But through my death, you're going to learn how to send each other back to me. You know, because mm -hmm. he was talking about because at the time there's no death. And they talk about that was like one of the first cremations because we cremate. And they talk about that's how we learn how to cremate. So as the creator died, you know, it, it told us, you know, the whole situation of cremation and, and whatnot and how we're going to send each other back to creator when we die and through that death you know we're going to die now because yeah. if we kill creator now we're going to experience that death now and then from there he explained um this word that we use in our it's in our um, we have a book it's called wate yawa but they say that was the last word of the creator before he left was wate yawa which mm -hmm. means always believe yeah you know and and that's what he was basically saying was like you know you're not going to see me you're not going to really like Kind of like how they've seen him in the physical. Like, mm -hmm. you're not going to see me, but, you know, Wate Yawa, always believe, and I'll be right there. And mm -hmm. then they say, he left, and no one's ever seen him since. Yeah. And so, like, that's what trips me out, you know, about, like I said, about the whole, con con yeah, the whole concept of 
you know, it doesn't have to be this whole thing of like we have to prove it because it's the fact of the matter is it's there. You know, yeah. as far as who we know, our people, our culture, just like in, you know, Lakota, you got the Wonkan Tonkan, the great spirit, you know, all these things, you know, like that. So what I'm trying to get at is instead of getting caught up in all that, let's use what, you know, God has given us to get better and help mm. each other out while we can because I feel like that's why we're here. Yeah. You know, it's all here to be better, to get better, to to feel better, to enjoy life like this right now. This is not God's plan. This is man's plan. This, yeah. is, this is not the way Creator Mother Earth intended it. You know, they didn't intend for us to have bad air, bad water, bad land, bad food. Not hell no. That's all man's problem. That's mm. not nothing to do with God, Mother Earth. That's all man, you know, influencing. Yeah. And that's where I keep saying now we need to get back to ourselves, mm. true selves, and fight that shit. And that's why I like what's going on Oak Flat because that's exactly what's happening. Mm. Is that shit is taking the fight to them directly yeah. you know what i mean and and that's really what it is you know like who else in arizona is fighting for the water like that mm. fighting for the land like that you know yeah. fighting for the earth fighting for god you know mm. the right to believe like no one you know everyone out here rather fucking watch a fucking son's game you know what I mean? yeah and that that's what i always say about you know with my uncle and them fighting you know for oak flat it's mainly i mean not just for the apaches but for the whole community for a whole Arizona, for the water, for not for them to get, you know, um, the mining and, you know, just all the chemicals and um, all, the, all the things that come with mining, you know. Right. And we're trying to save Superior, too. And they don't see that, you know. It's like more, well, we're just trying to save um, our religion, our, our way of life. But, no, we, we're also trying to save you guys. You know, we're also right. trying to save you. It's not, we're not doing this for ourselves. Right. And that's a lot of times, like a lot of fights that, you know, that you have went to, it's always to protect everyone, protect the water. Everybody drinks water. Right. Everybody breathes air, you know? And so when we're fighting for things like that. It's not just for us. It's for everybody, like you're saying. Right. No, and, and that's, like I said earlier, that's why I, I just got a bad taste in my mouth from the Native movements because mm. I was like, I learned all my my forms of prayer and methods of coming to the land through Windsor. Mm-hmm. And so once I, like, approached it that way and seen how people prayed, because that was one thing I learned through, through being with Windsor. It was, like, before anything, it was always prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, like, anything was prayer, you know, before anything, you know, whether it's you run, you know, go up a mountain, anything, you know. You know, you know your uncle, you mm-hmm. know, he prays a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and then that's what dawned on me was, like, you know, that's what it's about. It's not even about this. It's about just letting Creator and Mother Earth know, like, hey, mm-hmm. Like, here I am. Mm. Like, I'm not here for this. I'm here for you. And, like, whatever you want me to do, like, I'm here. I'm here for yeah. the people. And I and, and use me however it needs to be, you know. Mm. And then uh, that's how I learned, you know. And then that, that plugged me throughout everywhere. You know, I traveled all throughout this country, Windsor. They even um, paid for us to go out to London to listen to the, the Miners Coalition and everything out in London yeah. and all that. It was pretty cool. And just everything of that nature, I was able to see it, you know. And, and now I'm I'm really, like, proud to be a part of it and kind of take this next level of conscious fighting because like i said mm-hmm. um with the amount of ai and everything right now with people's identities and and everything within the media it's like it's confusing people to a mass level of uh i feel like non-existency to where like you're a walking you're like a walking not a zombie because obviously zombie you're still there but it's like you're like a, a living non being you know i would say it's like you're like you're just a being but nowhere to go like yeah you're just wandering in a sense you know Mm -hmm. and and that to me is uh 
also why we're here because everyone's just wandering instead of taking charge to say like you know what there is a common people of the there is a common enemy of the people and they do not want us to have a good life you know they they want us to have a life that is only suitable to their pockets you know Mm -hmm. that's one thing when i uh when i first had my own breakthrough when Mm -hmm. uh when creator came to me uh creator was like i control everything in your life and he's like well what do you do what what do you do and i sat there and i was like I was like, you know what? I, was like, I don't do nothing. Because I, I was like, cause I was like, do I really make a choice? Because then I was like, I can go to the store. I can. But then I started to think, if those were the only stores that are accessible to me and were the only stores that were given to me as a choice, is it really my choice? Just mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, you could choose the gas station you go to. But yeah. if those are the only gas stations accessible to your choice, is that really your choice? If that's all you can do? Like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know, like, for instance, like a freeway, you could choose to go on a freeway, but chances are that freeway is only getting you to a business or some form of business exchange mm-hmm. or some form of spending your money. It's like it's not really benefiting you personally. It's more benefiting a company or something that's benefiting off your labor yeah. or something of that nature. But it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, you, yeah, I'm going to get gas. But it's like, yeah, who's really benefiting off of getting that gas? It's not us. It's yeah. not the people. It's these big companies you know that's mm-hmm. why i was like how Wenzel says like it's these corporations you know it's mm-hmm. these corporations that are like getting everybody because it's like true you need to think of like everything it's a type of corporation you know yeah it's just like rio tino they personally can't go as human beings they can't go take shit but through a corporation yeah they can fucking you know just like no one really owns gas but through a corporation yeah we own it same with water no one really owns it but through a corporation yeah. own it you know and that's where for me i'm like the people need to rise up and and really make a stand you know because it's mm. it's getting it's getting kind of weird now like and i feel like people are so in the point of not seeing that to where it's going to get to that point and it's going to be kind of too late to return and i feel like even for us as native people mm-hmm. that's why i'm trying to kind of speed this process up of what i'm doing as far as getting out that's why i want to come tonight i was kind of talking to my wife and she's a little like you know just hang out and whatnot i'm like in my mind i'm like you know and i'm not saying that you know we're like the biggest thing ever but mm. you know because i got some things lined up i got a conference coming up this weekend in la then i got another conference in la another month after that i got some big things coming up but um my thing is is i really want to get people on this not necessarily <laughs> you got to trip out because that's what like a lot of people are like oh you just do mushrooms and it's like yeah kind of is what we do but yeah that's not what we do you know that's mm. just more of a catalyst to the whole bigger picture you know because i say we're so it's like a horse that needs to get broken you know not every horse gets broken but majority of the time they do yeah you know what i mean and uh that's what i see this as is it's a jump start to the reality of things because it's like how are you gonna how are you gonna get to that you know i always tell people there's only three ways to get to where we go in the womp is like you're gifted you have a near-death experience you know, or you're taking some form of earth-based medicine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, those are, like, the only three ways you're really going to get some mm. big download or some big vision or something. Like I said, gifted, near-death experience, or you're taking medicines. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there are people who are gifted that can have visions and, and, and talk to different entities, spirits. They can talk to creator. They could talk to, you know, you know, Chase, whoever, you know. Mm. They can talk to holy beings, water, whatever, you know. But, uh. For me, I just feel like those are the real three key factors of mm. where people go to get their, you know, sacred knowledge or 
different things, you know, and that's where I want to continue to offer that because that shouldn't be an issue. You got to think like before the word drug came about, that really wasn't in our conscious existence of our mind, you know, yeah. and I'm not and I'm not to sit here to diminish the traumas that we've had as mm. natives through alcohol and drugs, because I know for a fact alcohol and drugs have ravished native communities and mm. families. But at the same time, these earth based medicines are people have been doing also. Yeah, now, there are many tribes that have taken hallucinogenic substances that fast, that do different things, that smoke different tobaccos, mm. that will send them somewhere, knock them out. There's a lot of different things that a bunch of natives did to go to these places or to go to these dimensions of spiritual places, you know. And that's where for me I want to kind of destigmatize all that again because it's true, you know. We yeah. did have those things and it wasn't like, "Oh, you're you're, you're tripping out, you're doing drugs, or you're going to lose your mind." Or mm. no, I cuz I I've worked with many people and I can say it's a possibility. You can lose your mind just as much in a traffic jam. Yeah. You can lose your mind in a damn line at a at a game or something. Like you can lose your mind anywhere. It doesn't have to just be on mushrooms to lose your mind. Like, yeah. I mean, you and I both know we've lost our minds outside of just not taking anything, just mm-hmm. being with kids or being <laughs> yeah. around women, shit, whatever. You know, it's like we've yeah. lost our minds, and that's where for me, I I want to destigmatize that because it's not about a trip. It's not about that. Like. This is an experience itself. Yeah. You know, this whole life is a whole mind-altering experience. You mm. know what I mean? You don't even have to take mushrooms to change your mind. But I'm just saying that we should be not gone to the fact of that we might need to restart ourselves into that spiritual connection again. Because the fact of the matter is we just don't have it as we used to. Some yeah. do, like I said. Cool, man. Come help. Come help out those who <laughs> yeah. need help, man. But, yeah. you know, and it. And well, if we not, use, you know, then phew. we use a lot. I mean, we had a lot of uh, medicine. And that's why I always say, like, uh, that's where the term medicine man came from. You know, our medicine woman. We we weren't just singing and praying. They were they actually had root, you know, and, and things like that to cure you. They they they'd have medicine from plants to cure you. And that's where, you know, a medicine man back in the day used to uh, make you a splint for a broken arm. Right. You know, and they used to do things like that. Uh, but you know, as as time went on, a medicine man prays, sings, and runs a ceremony now. But before that, they did a lot of other things with plants, with right. tobacco. You know, they found ways to cure from snake bites. You know, whatever you had, and they had a little uh, pouch with stuff in it. But you know, like that—that's what we were had. But now we don't have that now. You know, and that's what you're trying to get back to. Right. Because I—I I mean, I, I'm not going to say that it was true or not, but I'm pretty sure some of those medicine men. They were able to develop those relationships mm. with plants by either taking a, a different substance or just being that in the tune. You know, that's yeah. why I always feel like, you, like I said, you don't even have to do medicine if you're just around the ceremonies itself. Because yeah. like I say, a ceremony outside of psychedelics is the closest thing to creator Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's all the, the birds, the, the animals, the waters, the land, the cedars, the... The trees, the barks, you know, whatever, because we use a lot of things. You know, just yeah. like for us, we'll use all the bark. We'll use all the different, you know, the berries. We'll use the different, all the different feathers from the owl to the damn woodpecker to the damn macaw to mm. the damn, you know, all of them. So it's like, you know, we utilize. And to me, I'm like, that's all God. That's yeah. all God. That's all God's creations. You know, it's all of it, even down to that fire. You know, mm. it's like, and that's also another reason why I like what I do, because it's like, you know, that's what I feel like. I feel like the native actually embraced God fully. You know how, how Christians and 
all these religions talk about you know getting close to god and this i'm like dude the native was there like yeah anymore you'd have to die like because mm. the native was there whether it was like i said just looking at what we have in here it's like you got to look back at all how close they were whether it's how they picked their feathers how they you know did their kills how they did their ceremonies it was like all prayer based all yeah. ceremonial base you know all revolving around creation and mm. uh so again that's where um you know i think like you said earlier we're not far from it but i think we all need to pitch in our parts and i feel like um it's gonna fucking go it's yeah. gonna go where beyond us you know i feel like we're gonna be those elders and then the kids and their kids are gonna be the ones that are gonna get there you know because that's mm. how I, my dream my vision is because my kids i see my kids is still pure so i feel like if i could do this right you know they they won't even need to do it i, I have to do what i have to do because like i said I didn't grow up culturally. I didn't grow up mm. with the songs. I didn't grow up with anything. So I kind of had to like get fucking punched in the gut. Yeah. But it's like my kids, they don't need to go through that to, to learn about God and the earth and mm. creation. So for me, that's what I'm trying to get to is like give it to my kids peacefully because it's like you don't need that. But if you do, creator mother earth, don't mind whooping that ass, you know, because that's, <laughs> yeah. that's how it yeah. is, you know, and that's what I've learned. Like that's how the wamkish is it's like a mm. it's like a tough love aspect versus like a kind of cradle you because i always tell people like mother earth is loving and kind but she also sees many of her creations go every day and mm. many of them you know gotta just go mm. and they gotta go sometimes in the cold sometimes alone but they're not alone you know yeah. they're there and then so that's where i'm starting to feel with that that's what that wamkish kind of is like a it's like creator and mother earth's like tough side of things you know instead mm. of being this whole beautiful nice it's like it's it is but also you know if you don't get your shit together it's not going to be so beautiful yeah, <laughs> and yeah. that's where i think that's what we kind of need today because everyone is just like in awe with everything and it's like mm. that doesn't mean it's good <laughs> you know well, what I mean? one thing i learned you know especially like you're talking about your son is with with um my kids is i i'm not really uh a talker you know when i talk to my kids but they know a lot about their culture and, and their um, tradition and it was all by lead by example so like you know instead of telling my son go sweat i went in to sweat with him but you know telling him to go dance i danced with him you know and just made him kind of follow me on what i done never really preached to him uh even my daughter the same way i just never really i just always took him to ceremony yeah. And then in, in whatever I was doing, they would do. Yeah. And it kind of uh, got them involved just really quick. And I mean, that's one thing I could encourage people is like, just, just lead by example. If you want your kids to be in that, you know, culture tradition and learn how to live that, you just got to live it yourself and they'll just follow you. Right. No, that's one thing I've seen. Because like I said, I never grew up my mom or dad doing ceremony. Yeah. Like, I've always wanted to see my dad do anything ceremony. Mm -hmm. never did. You know, I'm saying my mom. So it's really cool to to have that blessing now to be yeah. able to, you know, no matter what happens, I've always said, whether I help this psychedelic movement or not, because it's it's gonna get it's getting big, way big. Mm -hmm. But uh, I've always told myself if I don't do my part in that, at least I can here with my kids and my family, and mm. I'll give them the tools to to communicate with God and Mother Earth without them having to traveled the whole world to find it you know i've met mm. people who've gone all over to find god and they still have it and it brought them right back to the womkish so it's yeah. uh it's really it's, cool it's to just see what you, that. do you tell them like this is why we do it and this is yeah not, you know and things like that before they had you know because i don't think that well i'm just go over there and take some mushrooms no it's not about that yeah you know exactly. it's about 
you know, creator. Well, they don't even, they just say medicine. Yeah. Yeah, I, medicine I've, yeah. I've just got them around the word medicine to mm. where that's just what they say now. They just yeah, say medicine. Good. They don't even mention mushroom or this. They just say medicine, medicine. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just an honor. And, uh, you know, I'm real good to, real thankful to be able to be here and chat yeah. and just get it on and, you know, just a freestyle chat, you know, like you said. Uh, mm. Probably got to cut it short. I think I'm getting blown up. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, you know, we could we could do another another episode and and do a second part and talk about, you know, what you're doing and what you're getting involved yeah. in. And, you know, to me, it sounds like you're doing really great. And in the documentary, I'll also put that on the link on the episode. And we'll shoot that out because, you know, when just even a 10-minute documentary I learned a lot from what you were doing, so yeah. I thought I thought it was great. Yeah, no, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you seen that. That's one thing I uh, I was struggling with that doc because I wanted to do an all native type thing, but mm. then I was like, I don't work with just natives. Like, oh, I work yeah. with so many different people. So then I just was like, I'll just throw in a couple randoms, even though they're not. You know, you got an ex NFL player, you got a combat veteran, and two combat veterans, and then you got myself and you know a legal immigrant brother. Yeah. So it's like cool to just throw all this out because I feel like. Uh, more people can relate to that. You know? Yeah, there's definitely. People who can relate to a veteran. There's people who can relate to NFL. Then there's people who can relate to immigrant yeah. life. Yeah, you know I was I mean? surprised so, to see Ricky Williams on there. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, he's he's really big in yeah. like, holistic healing and cannabis now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually looking at doing a partnership with him. So uh, oh, hopefully in the future, you know, that, that'll look good, you know, because that's what yeah. I told him of, like, because the cannabis industry, it's very highly revolved around, like, sexualized things mm-hmm. and this and that. But I told him, like, create a more natural earth-based style mm. you know more more earth-based cannabis because it is from the earth yeah so on them like create it more around that instead of like you know chicks smoking weed or mm. cool things you know athletic school because he uses his uh, athletics and you know nfl to, to push it mm. but uh i'm telling him like if he's doing this holistic healing and shit it's good to add a native con- component mm. to it too as far as being earth-based earth medicine and and whatever or you could put a fun thing on the bottle to be like oh this bud was put through the test on 15 grams of mushrooms you know yeah. just to give it a, a little yeah. buzz because that's a true fact you know you'd be like this butter was put with a navy seal or whatever you know because it's like those things happen and they're true instead of just some some chick smoking your shit or some mm-hmm. some celebrity being like oh try this it's mm-hmm. like that's cool but well ricky williams was the first one to when he was in nfl you know right. about cannabis and everybody kind of threw him on the bus and now you know now it's working for yeah him. now it's working for everybody <laughs> right like, damn well, you know, probably someone needs to apologize to Ricky Williams. The natives need to get on it. <laughs> All right, Shane. Well, thanks for coming, and uh, we'll make sure that we hit another episode. Maybe I'll go out there, or we'll do something else and uh, finish uh, about what your process is doing in your church and your religion. Yeah, definitely. Uh, appreciate being out here, and uh, look forward to uh, catching up and doing another one. All, All right, man. Thank you very much for yeah, coming thank by. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning in to the Fight for Existence podcast. If you guys want to keep up with the podcast in general, what you could do is follow the social media account. The Instagram account is going to be Fight for Existence. Again, that's Fight Number Four Our Existence. Go ahead and give that a follow. And if you guys have any questions for us or you guys would like to be on the podcast, in the Instagram, there's a link. Go ahead and click that. No matter what kind of platform you guys are listening to this podcast on, there's always that plus or that follow button. So go ahead and click that so you guys can get notifications when we upload our next episode. And if you guys are listening on Spotify, what you can do is go ahead and rate the show. And if you guys are only listening on Apple Podcasts, what you can also do is write a review for the show. Thank you all for tuning in to the Fight for Existence podcast, and we will talk to you next time.